Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I'm Bill. I'm Linda. I'm Charles. I'm Seth. I'm Jenna. I'm Chris. And uh, you're joining us for our first episode of the new year, January 2nd today, as we're recording. So happy 2022, everyone. And uh, just a reminder, you can find out uh, or take a look at all of our past episodes on galacticdriftwood.space. You can also check out our partner, 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 partner. might be partner for some of those shows, our partner <laughs> podcast uh, friends on sinnation.net. That's S-Y-N nation.net. And um, we uh, put out uh, new shows here on Galactic Driftwood uh, once a week, usually on Wednesdays, unless uh, work gets particularly dramatic that week. Um, so or cats. This, cats happen. Yeah, said, yeah. Or cats. Or cats. cats. Happen. Things happen. So this time we're going to be talking about the latest Matrix movie, Matrix uh, Resurrection, Resurrection, which Resurrections, uh, Resurrections right which in my mind probably should have been called matrix rebooted because that's more of a computer term. (laughs) The other movies haven't followed that. No, I know, but anyway, so um, what'd you all think? Uh, Who wants to kick it off here? Chris. I'll kick it off. So uh, I thought it was actually pretty good. There was a, the first, third of the movie i was kind of uh honestly a little bit annoyed with the uh force forcing of the deja vu right yeah there's a lot of similarities they wanted to drive um and it almost got to the point where it was going to be hey if this is going to be the whole movie i could just go back and watch the first one uh but it did get better in my opinion it got a little bit funnier um probably the one thing that it could have gone without which at first i thought was funny and then became pointless was they brought back uh the frenchman yeah uh and that whole scene was yeah that Mer- whole scene was kind of pointless because he was just there to blab his mouth and then leave and right. like if, if they had had a fight even if it was just a little part that would have been something but at this point, it was just bringing him back to bring him back. And that pissed me off, if only because um, they couldn't somehow find a way to give Lawrence Fishburne an opportunity right. to be in the film. Um, uh, even if he was a trash guy going down the street. Now, what? Go ahead, Seth. Or he's or Morpheus, like the Morpheus from the movie, is dead. Yes. No, and I get that. But, Canonically. Yes. And, and I understand that. But... <laughs> In the you can always make something work, right? Well, so it's and lazy so was, writing in all to be fairness. able to bring the Frenchman back just to just to blabble, yeah, and, yeah, and, because... and say nonsense and not even do anything. Like, what was the whole point of him even being there? Right. Because but what it, made him it... powerful in the Matrix was he had a control and an army of 
uh, exiles that should have been deleted because they were rocky programs like werewolves or or mm-hmm. whatever he and he always had a connection to information that he could get if he doesn't have any of those things as a new level of exile uh in the new matrix then he really he's lost all power so there's no point in keeping like bringing him in like they did as a last resort yeah. unless they were going to show him as the handler for the ones that they were actually fighting yeah, yeah and, but so, in all fairness um uh, Neo and Trinity were both dead, but they, they're back. But they, they explained all that. And it was well, just the fact that they went through such lengths. With... Right. They could have come up with, yeah. to your point, Bill, they could have come up with something for Morpheus. So I'll, I'll, we'll <laughs> jump into some of these things uh, more, more deeper. But for me, it was, it was a, it was a seven, maybe an eight out of 10. I actually did enjoy the movie. The first third was a little bit to get, tough to get through. Um, it had some humorous parts in there. Uh, you know, if I was to sum it up, it, from a meme standpoint you know think of you know a matrix within a matrix a dream within a dream a story within a story or a game within a game and just keep going on that rabbit hole right yeah um but uh a lot I, of I liked it overall going on yeah a lot of a lot of that going on so overall i liked it though so but we'll, we'll circle back uh after everyone kind of shares whether they, they, they like uh it. so chris i'm actually gonna push back on you a little bit i thought the callbacks in this one were were good like they, that they were in the in the last two-thirds of the movie is what i'll say but in the very beginning to me i really struggled with some of the callbacks because it seemed forced it was very much intentional and and i get why they were doing it in terms of hey who's replaying this code who is trying to kickstart something um that part was fine but at some point it was even to the point i'll give you an example when Neo is first taken out of the Matrix again, and he's going through the ship to go through the introductions, felt very much exactly the same way it happened in the first film. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's like, well, it's been 60 years, and these guys haven't really changed much. Now, they they do explain they've moved to a new city, I.O., and all this other stuff. But the first, I'm telling you, the first like third of that movie was very much forced to basically replay the, the first film <laughs> until it became its own thing. And the in the second half, maybe second two thirds of the, the movie. Yeah, but yeah, but a, part uh, a lot of why they were doing things like that seemed to me because they were trying to connect to Neo. To right. they were engineering those situations in those ways so that they would trigger his memories because they were trying to get him to remember. So how do you do that? You try and do things the way that they happened before. Right. But once he's out of the matrix, is, is all that really necessary? Like you're either going to grasp everything or you're not, you've made your choice. Uh, I, I just felt it was a bit much. It, it was almost every scene was that intentional as opposed to giving you little well, breadcrumbs, if you will, along my, the way. My understanding too much. Just from a little after I watched it, a little online, because I wish I had watched the original Matrix again first. Um, we did but, that. Yeah, but a, a lot of those scenes were, they're awfully close, but not quite. And, and yeah, and that's intentional. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's intentionally let you know that it's cloned or whatever. Yeah, so, well. And... I don't know. <laughs> From a storytelling standpoint, I thought it was as much to bring Neo back to the mate or as much to bring us back into the Matrix as mm-hmm. it was Neo. And, like, and that's why consider, that's why I enjoyed it 
overall yeah. the movie overall well consider what uh what they did with uh the first of the new trilogy of star wars part mm. of the they were trying to get us like with a similarity between that and a new hope uh were they intentionally did that but they went too far the whole the whole movie in that uh, first in the new trilogy was basically just a new hope reskinned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This they're trying to give us the familiar faces and familiar story beats uh kind of right away and then they go in the second two thirds of it to do their own thing. Yeah. So I think that was very intentional and I didn't mind it at all. It like, was things no, were... like I said I was brought back into it to where I overall liked it. It was just, it was just tough getting through it because I I literally went into the movie without any expectations, which is how I intend to go through it. And maybe uh-huh. just maybe, um, my experience would have been better starting out had I not actually watched the Matrixes recently to kind of get refreshed and everything. So it felt like I, <laughs> the movie I think would do best for someone who watched the original ones maybe a few years ago when it first came mm-hmm. out and then hasn't really watched it for a while. And then it helps you get that that much more of a reconnection. And and I, I, I agree with that point. It's to get you, you know, let's refamiliarize you with the film. Let's let's get you connected maybe emotionally again to Neo and, and Trinity and you want this to work. Um, and then the rest of it's just pissed off because they brought the Frenchman back and not Lawrence Fishburne. So <laughs> yeah, and, and Linda and I, we did that. We went and watched uh, the uh, three original movies this weekend and then went right into the the new one and so having done that from my perspective i just felt like there was too much of that going back to the old mm-hmm. stuff and they wasted too much time showing that um from that perspective and and then i also thought i didn't I, so the new the new character that was playing Morpheus, um, I liked the actor and I thought he did a pretty good job, mm-hmm. but I just couldn't figure out why they didn't bring back Ex- the, the real exactly. Morpheus. Mm-hmm. Why they didn't get Lawrence even, Fishburne? Yeah, even if even if he even if he had physically died, yeah, he's all digital in this new right. in this new era, which means they could have reimagined him, him in the same likeness. Right. as the previous Morpheus. You, exactly. You've already made exceptions across the board for a lot of other things. There's no reason right. that they couldn't <laughs> have written that in. And that that's where I feel I, I think Lawrence Fishburne has a right to be slighted on that. And, yeah. and I get where they just took the story and said, you know what? This is a newly coded, you know, Morpheus in here that that's yeah. part of this other, what did they call it? Like a sentient uh, type of robots and, and programs and everything like that. But it was that that part was just kind of odd to me. Yeah. I, I did like the take on it because I, this part was humorous to me, and I did enjoy this. The fact that he knew he wasn't like the original Morpheus, and he had to learn himself. Uh-huh. Kind mm-hmm. of, you know, he's watching videos of Morpheus trying to get the hang of it. You know, and and right. I I would have preferred a guy named Morpheus, but just wasn't and didn't try to be Morpheus. I think that's mm-hmm. what that's what irritated me the most is yeah. they went too far in trying to be the likeness. As yeah. opposed to being, I'm the next, 
I'm the next Morpheus, right? I'm just a yeah. different guy. I do things <laughs> differently, maybe. Well, Instead of, let me go by the playbook here. Right. What old Morpheus it was a was. combination of Morpheus and Smith, though. Created by Anderson himself. Yeah. So it's, mm-hmm. so it's it, his it perception. Because he he made more this this combo Morpheus as it as a way to kind of trigger himself subconsciously in that module that he that uh, what's her face blue hair found um, him in uh, yeah. bugs. bugs bugs yeah yeah so I mean I get where all of you are coming from I think it probably as much money as they already put into this movie to have to make a new younger digital version of Morpheus that uh, Lawrence Fishburne would have had to have voiced. I, I think they knew it would have created too many complications in the longevity of the film. And also, maybe Lawrence Fishburne didn't feel up to doing uh, an okay. action kung fu movie. Which he didn't, didn't need to him. do. The, the no, thing that's is, they is do you don't here. need to have him through the whole film. There was more than one opportunity him. to give him a, yeah, that's the thing is it what they didn't even approach him about it. It would have been different if he said, no, I don't want to do it. And then they have to come up with, with what they right. did. But this is like, they, there is plenty of opportunities to give one of the original three people yeah. that started this saga, uh, an opportunity to be in the film in some capacity. We, well, we, and, <laughs> and I can say Keanu Reeves is 57. Lawrence Fishburne is 60. So there's not yeah. much different there, difference well, there age-wise. Uh, well, yeah, it's body-wise and how you maintain your health, though. Yeah, Keanu Reeves has been doing uh, John Wick for the past 10 well, years, true. too. So he's still in 100, he's still in this condition. Yeah. yeah. Like, right. If Lawrence Fishburne hasn't been doing uh, action flicks for the last 20, 20 years, years or so. Yeah. He, like I can under I can understand. Hey, I just don't feel like doing a Matrix. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I, I just if it it I don't know. I never got that sense from the interviews of Lawrence Fishburne, and maybe that's out there. But but the fact that it seemed to be that they didn't even approach him. Right. Well, if was, they never approached him, that's something. Yeah, that's the thing. Is is he's you know when he was asked, he was like, no one's talked to me about doing the Matrix. And that seemed, everyone was like, well, what the hell are we supposed to expect on this new movie if you don't bring back Morpheus? Now, they wrote him out as, yeah, he ended up leading uh, Zion after the fact, and it's been 60 years, and he's he's long dead and gone. However, it doesn't really explain to me that when you when you have this matrix, it's whatever reality you want it to be. Yeah. So there there's plenty of opportunities to, even as a, like I said, like a you know, a janitor that keeps coming in, talking to Neo every day, yeah. giving him these weird cues, but he's not really Morpheus. It's the other guy, you know, but, but for whatever reason, Neo keeps looking at him like, why do you keep saying that? Or, you know, he'll come by and be like, free your mind, you know, and then just walk <laughs> away. Yeah. Right. Uh, anything like that could have been done and it would have been a, a nice tribute to Morpheus, even though he's dead and gone in the real world. I don't know. It could I have been they... a figment of his imagination, a memory. Maybe I think he they should have given him a, a stutter and called it a glitch. <laughs> maybe he had a falling out with the with the Wachowskis, Wachowskis. I mean it, it it could have been but it was just a so it is I, what it is I'm not so gonna close it, it was distracting. I did enjoy the That's, film that was so, the problem I mean he's so close it's distracting because I that that was the whole time I know I'm when I'm watching it, I'm like well you're awfully close but Okay, and this is my favorite. Okay, this yeah. this Mr. Uh, this 
Smith. Uh, I, yeah, I almost said Mr. Anderson. Uh, agent Smith. Smith is the best agent Smith, in my opinion. Really? How dare you? I, I didn't That's like him. The reason, the reason like I him. liked him is because ultimately uh, Smith has always been persistent in breaking the rules. And yeah. he continues that in this, but then That's he true. also he has this respect for Neil because Neil is ultimately the one that broke his chains, right? Neil is ultimately the one that set him free. Even though he goes fighting with Neil, I never really found that intent to kill him. It was just mm -hmm. like he mentions, our conflict is inevitable, right? He, he's always going to be battling against them. Well, it's and sort it of the like good versus greatest... evil. Right. right? And, he and is there's... the Joker to his Batman. Yeah, he's the Joker to his Batman. And there seems to be some kind of mutual respect there. So because of that, I felt like this was the best, like Mr. Smith in this, Agent Smith in this one ended up being like the, the best evolution of any of the characters, in my opinion. Yeah. Because he's still my... around. He jacks up the other guy's plans. And he's, it's hard to tell if he's really good or bad, but he's a necessary evil in that world. Yeah, I thought the, the actor did a good job um, playing his role. But... Mm -hmm. I found myself distracted by the fact that I expected him to be Hugo Weaving or to have his mm -hmm. sort of his slower voice kind of a thing, Mr. Anderson kind of a yeah, thing. There was, I, there was a speech thing that was yeah, the original and I that, kept that would have been a nice. And it was very disconcerting. And I don't know why. I mean, they didn't have to make it Agent Smith. It could have been some other program that True. evolved after the change of the matrix. And I would have mm -hmm. been fine with that if he, if this eight new agent Smith was something else, you know, agent Jones, maybe, I don't know something. Well, but I think they're, they're trying to show you the, the progression of Smith changing though. And that's why they wanted him to be Smith. Well, this is a continuation and a reboot. Right. So this kind of gets into my response to the movie uh, because I think what captured us all in the original Matrix, there was a lot of showing and not as much telling about the laws of this world and, and a lot of conversation that, you know, it wasn't in your, the answers were not in your face. And that, and that was great. It was really well done. But what this one did, they put at the forefront and clearly wrote the connections to the old movies where you saw the repeats, the, the kind of rehashing of the experiences for those that had never seen the movie. But then the real important details, if you were not listening closely, you were likely to miss it. Like you'd miss that this Agent Smith only exists because the analyst wanted to use him as a, another layer of containment for mm -hmm. Neo. Um, and that, he even lost his memory. He didn't even, he wasn't even aware of what he was supposed to be to Neo in this new version of the matrix. He was just another layer of the cage, just right. like Trinity is, um, which I thought that was a little bit, I was, I get the point, but it's also like, I'm surprised the machines would even risk keeping any coding from agent Smith. So around. that's funny because I wrote that down as kind of a, um, I thought that whole thing, there's a scene in there where Neil Patrick Harris, who, who plays the, the therapist, if you will. The analyst. The analyst, analyst that's uh, um, pulling all the, the strings, right? And uh, there's a part in there where he's harping, uh, talking to uh, 
Neo and Trinity is saying that, you know, hey, I found that, you know, human emotion drives much more energy. And he's basically saying as, you know, part of this, this world that he was allowed to take a greater risk to get more energy, which isn't necessarily efficient given what that risk is. It doesn't seem like something an AI would would do if the system works. Why are you taking greater risk to get more energy? That that seemed to me, you know, computationally not something an AI would do. Well, but this it, it goes, did happen, but but this goes back to the original, if you're not paying attention closely, mm -hmm. you lose stuff. So like the whole thing, why was there a conflict in the machines that Bugs talks about that led mm -hmm. to some of the AI to side with the humans? Right. Well, because whatever Smith did and Neo's impact by coming to the machine city caused a massive loss of some of their infrastructure somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it was like the loss of people who they said they would take out of the matrix if they wanted to leave the matrix, but all of a sudden the machines had less resources and there was conflict between the machines themselves trying to gain these. So that's why they were willing to make this risk is what it sounds like. I mean, but this is all assumption. It's, it's not like, I do appreciate when it's not completely in your face, but the world building in the background felt a little too rushed and to use the style of you have to listen really closely. You, does mm -hmm. that make sense? Like those were real, there were so many really important little details that impacted our whole understanding of what's happened in the last 60 years that if you weren't like locked in, you would have missed. Yeah, uh, cues on listening and as well as, as seeing things going on. I mean, there's a, there's a scene where, you know, Neo's having coffee uh, with a quote-unquote Tiffany, uh, which is what they call her in, the, in uh, Trinity in the film, and she hates that name. But when he's having coffee with her and he looks down at the table earlier on in the, in the movie, he sees a reflection of somebody completely different. Yeah. You know, that, that's not the Trinity that he knows. And then it kind of goes off of that. And that's when you start to wonder, like, well, what is, what is he seeing? What are other people seeing? And they eventually explain that briefly uh, later on. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of little cues like that. It's entertaining. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it too. I found it yeah. absolutely entertaining. It was nostalgic. Um, I just, unfortunately, there was an edge to the original Matrix. Like there was way more human, like real world body count in the original, even in the very first Matrix. Like I felt like she was afraid to kill people in this movie for the new audience. Like nobody, no one dies in the real world in this Matrix right that yeah i thought that was a little bit weird too like they yeah. were they had or, the crews in there and i'm like okay i've seen I, I just got done watching the last couple or or the first two matrices a lot uh, of all y'all's are dead yeah yeah a whole lot of people died <laughs> i mean and like, that's that's the thing and that I've, first movie they lost pretty much the whole crew yeah. yep and there's a reputation, like by the second movie, there's a whole reputation. No one wants to work the the Nebuchadnezzar because well, shit yeah. people die. And maybe that's just because there was no point in killing anybody because they didn't really give you any one-on-one -on -one time with a lot of the other crew members, right? This is very much focused on five or six characters. They didn't do that the in the thing. original Matrix, but they yeah. killed off those crew. Well, no. I don't know. I felt I felt like even Dozer and some other people, you had more dialogue on the ship 
between yeah. them to kind of build it up as those films went because this was a condensed you know first part of the movie getting people up to speed and rehashing the first mm -hmm. film um they didn't have that so there was no they could have killed those people and people wouldn't have cared 100%. or you know people don't care if they live because there just was no attachment of it like when you think back in the film you're not really thinking of most of the crew with the exception of you know maybe well maybe bugs yeah, like the kid who made the girl in the red dress in the first movie like he was hilarious yeah. and when he was our first collateral damage and he dies you're like oh Right. Yeah. yeah so there's, there's, there's none of that. and uh, the lady with the white hair. Yeah. Yeah. And, like we didn't really meet them. We just like switch. Well, yeah, switch. switch. You just watch them die. Right. But yeah. it's the conditions in which they died. Like you get the impression these are grizzled people who have been fighting and living really hard, and they to die like this as a betrayal is is rough. <laughs> Not like this. Yeah. I read yeah, that, uh, like they could have killed it, the blue hurt. They could have killed bugs. You know, I read that in the uh, first movie, uh, Switch was supposed to be a trans character, it's supposed to be female outside of the Matrix, but male in the Matrix. But the studio nixed it. Oh, oh that's, see, that's disappointing. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was 20 years ago. It was the late 90s. So <laughs> not surprising, I guess. But it was, but I like with the Wachowskis, I or Wachowski, how do you is it Wachowski or Wachowski? I say Wachowski. Yes. I thought it was Wachowski. That's how I'm going with Wachowski. Okay. So, I mean, like, knowing, like, the, like, what's happened with the Wachowskis, like, that would have been an important character for, I'm, I'm sure that that studio denial kind of hurt him. Yeah. Well, and it, actually, if you look out there, uh, the trans community um, has taken, um, sort of another look at the original Matrix movies and called out that there's a lot of trans references in there that are designed uh, necessarily for the time to be rather subtle so that they didn't, so that it wasn't so blatant. Um, mm -hmm. It's kind of interesting to watch some of that and see some of that, that called out and pointed out. I and mean, you can certainly see it like in the, the first movie, you know, when the, the first scene opens, there's a computer screen there and there's some text on the screen. Um, and it's just some, you know, basic computer garbage, but it says you call trans and then something else. And then that's also the last scene of the movie. So it's, you know, like the word trans kind of bookends the whole, the whole show. So it, it's kind of interesting. If you look for some of that, there's some, um, uh, information on YouTube out there that you can watch that kind of explains how they did all that. But I did, I did have one question um, that struck me. So I, I loved uh, Neil Patrick Harris's yeah. character, the analyst. I thought he was great in it, but I don't understand why they created the analyst instead of just going with Colonel Sanders, you know, the architect from the first one. He was already his own AI. They didn't create him. He existed. That's why he said, I was there when you died. So yeah. he was his own intelligent AI that when Neo died, probably witnessing the physical interaction he could have outside and inside the world probably started formulating, well, how do we harness this? So, right. but is the architect still around or? No, because this is a new matrix. Oh. Yeah, it's a reboot of the matrix yeah so yeah he the, yeah, the analyst goes on and does his own thing which is where he says hey 
I think I can harness more energy in this matrix using this and their emulsions and all this other stuff. And that's where he takes that, that risk to do that with between, uh, because it sounded like it took a while for him to get it right because they, there was a scene where he talks about, you know, the closer he brought Neo and Trinity, uh, bad things would happen. So he had to find the right recipe, if you will, of what distance to keep them apart and then how they should be able to interact uh, and then put all these safeguards in place. And, and you would think, though, that distancing Neo in the Matrix from anything that would be familiar would yes. be better than... Yeah, um, why did he have Trinity in the same town? Because he had to keep them close. Yeah, their pods well, were close. No, 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 no. He had to not well, maybe physically close, but also he had to keep like that. Uh, he had to keep them close, like noticing each other. Like the that's why they saw each other would... every day in the coffee shop. Okay, that's what was helping Ge Neo generate the energy or whatever, okay. or them both generate the energy. Okay, Their sum was that. greater than the whole of each individual. So having that, it's that math that doesn't quite work because each by themselves is powerful, but Trinity creates a whole new level in Neo that had never been seen before. So them together is like a catalyst for even more digital energy that's the logic of the film but you can't let them be together together or else they break out yes. Gotcha. okay well, that makes sense well so I, what, in that case i agree with chris it seems like the risk reward <laughs> from a purpose of an ai calculation would be low well i mean it worked out it worked out for what 40 years however long it took it to get that years, new one booted up yeah. I've got it the was stable as long as they kept Neo under control. No, here which they I seem got, to have done. I got the impression it was only twenty years it had been working. It took them forty years to even get. Oh to that no, balance. I think you're right. Yeah, it took because a long asked, time. Right, you're right. Because he asked okay. them, like, "What? Where have you all been the last twenty years?" And they're yeah. like, "It's 60. That's right. <laughs> well, huh. so for him, it's been twenty years. So yeah. Maybe yeah, it's been it is 60 like years that matrix Zion has been going for 20 years. But I mean, if they kept it like 20 years, you know, that you'd you'd assume that, hey, I think we've got it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, fair. I think that they thought that was acceptable risk then. Mm -hmm. well, I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to spend like uh, 40 years with spiders crawling in and out of my mouth and my. Well, Other I don't orifice. think he wanted to do any of that. Well, no, no. I, I mean, who, who would? But I mean, forty years of the, the uh, machines trying to resurrect you, uh, and it looked like he was in. He and uh, Trinity both were in agony for most of it. Yeah. With glowing um, tubes going down their throats and <laughs> oh, wow. spiders crawling in and out of their mouths and. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So I, I have a question. So as the film comes to an end, we realize that that Trinity, in some respects, is almost the next Neo, or, or it basically mm -hmm. is in terms of powers. Yeah. Is there it? What does that mean? Anything in terms of anyone, if they free their mind, could have those abilities, or was Trinity just a special one-off in this case? What What are your thoughts on that? The fact that she's she can fly now that she has the same powers as neo did at his peak well didn't so, didn't morpheus 
I mean, wasn't Morpheus freed? I mean, he couldn't fly. He could jump. Well, he could well, do those long. He could jumps. jump and stuff. But I mean, in terms of the limitations, well, like, like, it, does this mean that everyone has that potential ultimately? I no, know. I, I think I, it was just supposed to be her. So I almost have to wonder if there's so much interaction. So what Neo, in a way, and if you think about it, he was kind of intentionally allowed to happen by the original Matrix because the architect talks about. The, the remainder, the remainder in the algorithm that has to mm. be balanced every so many cycles. So in a way, he, even though he's biological, he is an intentional, he's got source code in him. That's why he had to return to the source so that they could continue to then balance the, the same cycle. So it's like, you have to wonder, I think it's just the influence of Trinity if they were swapping code. I mean... Like, so she's actually picking, I know, like, I figured you'd like that, Linda. Um, if just her, pro, her proximity to Neo and the way the machines keep having to build him, they were so interconnected at that point mm-hmm. that even maybe Neo, without realizing it, was giving her in the Matrix part of her code. I mean, he shoved his fist into her at one point in the movie. And yeah, I was going to say. Phrasing. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing crazy. I guess we are. Sorry. So, I, I, in answering your question, Chris, I think it has more to do with after that many years interconnected, um, trying to continually get back to each other. I, I, that's what I see it as. She just, very few people, I think, are in the matrix as long as she has been like with that kind of Mm -hmm. level of power and awareness. So maybe, maybe they can all at some point, if they're in the matrix long enough and are mentally pushed enough and guided can get to that level, but it's, it's not natural. Like, you know, so unnecessary. Oh, um, I thought this was, like, I don't know if I want a whole m- another Matrix trilogy, but this feels like a better end to the than the third one did. I, I, wrote I feel this, like I, I wrote what, that down. I feel exactly. like that's what they did. They did. Like, this I'm was right. the ending that we all wanted. Yep. Neo and that's trilogy, all it's for. Neo and Trinity to be together, yeah. just a better ending is what yep. they I might I might suggest I like the way the third one ended. I like the fact that they both died, no, that I'm they gave not. their lives to save all of humanity and that's fair I thought that, that was it's very happy but not really happy yeah, i thought but, i thought it gave their lives a significant ending and i like i like the dude, meaning let, let's let charles but, yeah. he's trying to say something yeah, yeah. you know i might i might suggest that if, if this is a kind of a, a hero's journey and the hero's oh, yeah. re- resurrected kind of thing and he's rather than an architect he's got an analyst um it it this this might have been the ending might just be that he's not exactly the center of the world anymore like that that would be the breakthrough from analysis mm-hmm. right yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. i mean i just so you're saying he's coming to the realization that he's not it's not, not the only that he one. had some help and the other people have uh, superpowers too or whatever but yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that would be right that would that would be what you get from a, a good analyst i i suppose yeah, makes well, sense. I mean, the original Matrix, like the the first three movies, definitely follow the hero's journey. 
Like the first movie is very much the call to adventure. And then the other movies take him through the trials. And then eventually the end of the journey was the third. So the first, like the first three matrixes rely a lot or use the hero's journey a lot and incorporate a lot of philosophy. This one didn't, kind of follows the hero's journey a little bit but it's much more i think they decided to focus in on other bits of philosophy and you really i think hear that in the analyst at the end of the movie like when Mm -hmm. they let neil pat when neil patrick harris is revealed as the villain and he gets to start monologuing that's when you get to learn like where the wachowskis were coming Uh oh we lost jenna Anyway, uh, that's where you really get to tell when, where uh, what the Wachowskis are getting at. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was the whole thing was unnecessary. <laughs> Sorry. We're going to no, have to resurrect I liked Jenna. It. She's, she's going to get back on. She just BSOD'd. <clears throat> Boy, we're just having all sorts of computer issues oh. today. <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah, talking mm. about the Matrix. Maybe they're trying to, maybe the well, Matrix that, is that trying was, to shut us down. That was also... Part of the, I mean, you could have a, I, I think you take a step back because this round he was, he was an actor instead of just a programmer, right? At the beginning. Mm-hmm. Who? So, did I miss Neo? something? Yeah. Neo? He was, a, he was a game designer. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. It was game designer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he designed the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Right. That was it. The Matrix game, supposedly. Yeah, yeah. So well, that was that's so why I'm, that's why I was thinking actor. Yeah. So, but I, there was some suggestions right at the beginning that this, to me, that this was going to be an unnecessary <laughs> redo. Just yeah. Mm-hmm. Although, Charles, I can see from the game designer point of view, I, I can see where your confusion might have come in because <laughs> I don't know why I just went actor. Well, no, because yeah. there was that that one scene. Which for me, I I saw a little bit they were, way. No, I, I know where I got it. I know. Yeah, where that one scene where they're sitting in the uh, the analyst's uh, off or not the analyst's office, but Agent Smith's office, his boss, Neo's boss, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's talking about the fact that Warner Brothers wants them to do. Yeah, a there sequel. is a whole thing. It makes it sound like they're doing a film sequel, or something. right? Yeah. And, right. That and was it. And in my mind, as I'm watching that, I'm wondering if that was sort of the Wachowskis or however mm-hmm. you say their name, subtly putting into the film that we had no choice. But <laughs> I did feel us, that. Yeah, I did. Or feel they like were going to do it without us. Yeah, that yeah. was right. the feeling I had too. Yeah, was, right. that was. They were suggesting to you that this is right. uh, this was not their choice. They were either going to take it and do a. A screw up job of it, and we decided, okay, we're gonna go ahead and try to try to minimize the clusterfuck that we think might be if we're not involved. Definitely got meta right there. Oh, definitely, yeah. Like there and in the next few scenes where they're where they're talking about how they're gonna do the next Matrix. Yeah, (laughs) I didn't like them spitballing around that. Did anybody say for the after credits? Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the, the cat, cat tricks. Tricks. <laughs> Oh, I missed. Guys, I'll have to go back cats. and check after the after credits. Yeah, I go all the way to the end of the credits. There's that the, those developers are still uh, sitting around a table spitballing, and one <laughs> of them, you awesome. know, what we need we need cats, cats. cat tricks. 
It's a cats. mini series of cats. And he was That's just hilarious. like, excuse me? Yeah, that happened. That and definitely happened. I had one question. Maybe you guys, maybe you guys know the answer to this, but when they're fighting in that um, I think it's a bar uh, in mm-hmm. the Matrix, and um, Neil Patrick Harris is behind the bar and he's trying to get to his cat whose name is deja vu in a mm. reference to the cat that we see in the yep. original matrix right where there's kind of a glitch and uh, neo says oh i think i just had deja vu and they're like what it's a sign of a glitch in the matrix right yep. that's a sign something was changed um but he's trying to get desperately to his cat and i don't understand i didn't understand why i, I didn't eat it is- actually I think the cat is what lets him do that bullet time thing. That's what we thought. Remember, you said and, that. Yeah, and maybe maybe that's oh, his really? control. I I don't know. Huh. That was I did think that was weird too, Bill. I tried not to get too weird. hung up on it, but yeah, yeah, I thought it was. I was like, okay, so why is the cat okay, here? Check this out. Okay, so here's Smith sitting in his office. See that little uh, statue in the background there? Yeah. This is what it actually is. Oop, hang on. There. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, I love it. So that must have been a scene from the game, supposedly, that they had sculpted. Well, that's from the movie. No, no, I know. But I'm just saying in, in the... In their okay. world, it would in have this been world. Yeah, in game. this world, that was yeah. probably some artifact that was created from the movie to be in the boss's office. And there it is. That's, that's hilarious. Huh? That's, that's amazing. Funny. That might go for some money if that was put on eBay. That's where this movie needs office. to go. Seth, couldn't you 3D print one of those for us? I'm sure I could if somebody <laughs> has the design for it. <laughs> well, I think we've beat this to a dead pulp. <laughs> well, it can always be resurrected. That's the beauty. I know. <laughs> Give it another decade. Maybe well, so, so I guess that means we need a question. Yes. And uh, so I was going to say, originally red I was thinking, blue pill. yeah, red pill or blue pill, do you stay in the matrix or do you go live in the awful world? Right. <laughs> well, I want to oh. know, I want to know all you guys' answer to that question. And oh, then we I can ask our uh, audience to weigh in. So Chris. Blue pill. Blue pill. So you're, go- you're staying in. Staying Okay, Seth? I'm like a uh, cipher eating that steak, talking to Agent <laughs> yeah. Smith. I don't I want to remember him. anything. Make me a famous <laughs> tennis player or something. You know, nothing okay, too but, crazy. But keep in the mind, keep keep in your mind that no, this no, is 2022. Not, this is not, you don't talk it's about an election cycle. Nope. <laughs> All right, stay in the matrix. All right, Seth. I think I red pill. Yeah. Charles, uh, if, the, if the world is code, I want to be able to manipulate well, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little confused, but I, I, I'd like to stay in the Matrix, but I, I don't like this idea that they're now trying to make me more emotional. <laughs> <laughs> so I, if point. that's the case, I kind of want out, but I, I don't know how to, you know. Make well, if you take the blue pill, you don't even remember making the decision, so. Well, right, but that was I, I, the idea is I'd rather be a little more closer to the paradise. Fake. I, I don't. I don't care about reality whatsoever. But yeah, now though, if you take red pill, you get robot buddies. Yes, <laughs> but you don't know that when you take the red pill. I Linda? know, 
but Blue, what you know versus, versus what you don't know. Blue, right. I'm in. I stand in. I probably stand staying in. No, let's not complicate things. Um, I uh, wow, really? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a. Uh, it's hard. It is kind of a toss-up for me because I really love my life the way it is now. But if it wasn't such a good life, I might be willing to take the red pill and get out. But you're answering Um, it now. And even now, (laughs) as good as my life is, taking the red pill is very appealing for me because I like the idea of a sense of adventure. Yeah. And getting out People shooting at you is that adventure really yeah. well but they're shooting at you in the matrix, <laughs> in the matrix right matrix. and if you've got a powerful enough mind which i would like to think i would have um we're in that maybe hat? i could stop the bullets <laughs> like neo what'd she say we're in that, that hat <laughs> i've got a very powerful mind in my silly hat yes Yes. But so I, I don't know. I think um, I would be inclined to take the red pill because I don't know at the point that I'm offered the red or the blue pill choice. And this goes for any of us. You're not going to know what the other world's like, what the real world is like. And so they're going to say, take the blue pill and stay in your diluted reality or take the red pill and find out what the world is really like. And I think at that point, my sense of curiosity, my overdriving sense of curiosity would force me to take that red pill just to find out what the real world was like. Now, I may be fucking miserable after <laughs> I get there, right? And I may I may end up making a deal with uh, Agent Smith to go back. Um, Remember, you can't I would go still... back. What? Come on, Bill. There's cave oh. orgies. You'll... They Everyone said once you got out, you couldn't go back. Well, that's not necessarily true no. because Cypher was out and he yep. made a deal with Agent Smith to get rejacked in. So you'd right. have to make we a deal. We don't know what really happened to him, though. But yeah, but you'd well, have to well, die. Well, like, he get he gets killed before he can go back. What, so. like, yeah, I always oh, got convenient. The, <laughs> I always got the impression that Agent Smith was just going to betray him anyway. Yeah, that's true because he just wants what he wants. So yeah, yeah they sent I, the they sent the Sentinels to kill everyone. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, do not I, think that he would have been rewarded for his loyalty. Yeah, I mean, I'm not the type of person that would make a deal with Agent Smith and betray the rest of humanity just for my own selfish interests. I mean, if I took the red pill and I was there, I would definitely fight to save humanity and I would I would own it, <laughs> you know. But mm. um, but if I knew what I was going to, then I might might be a different calculation. I might be saying, yeah, you know, I don't know. I really like steaks and baked potatoes. And <laughs> so, so it's red pill. It's red pill for me, not knowing but what I'm you facing. Can go in, like you can go back into the matrix and eat your steak and potatoes. That's true. I'd, just, I'd suggest the Good blue point. pill, the blue pill and a nature documentary. And then you've got both. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> Although keep in mind, Seth, that even if you go into the matrix and eat a steak and baked potato, you're going to have that flavor, but you're still going to have to come out and actually eat the real gruel so that your body has nutrients. Yeah. This is why I'm staying in. But you, you do have, like, you do have the, you can vacation in the matrix, you know? Yeah. yeah. You come in you, at your loading room, you're just like money. 
We need well, and, lots and, of money. And there is the option of meeting the girl in the red dress. <laughs> nice. <laughs> An arrange right. more intimate encounter. <laughs> right. Would that be considered cheating if you were married? And on that note, <laughs> we're going to end it. <laughs> I don't think she was even paying attention to you, Bill. No. no. Lucky I'm... for you. <laughs> what? No, I Never said. Never mind, Linda. I was asking Linda, generally, the uh, <laughs> folks here, if you were married outside the Matrix, but you went into the Matrix and had a relationship with the woman in the red dress, would that be considered cheating? Well, would you be able to say a relationship? She wasn't really a fully fledged uh, program the way Morpheus was. I'm well, not going like, to answer it'd that. It'd be like going take into the, the holodeck on the Enterprise, right? Uh, yeah, basically no, it was nice there. knowing you. It was nice knowing you. <laughs> Chris, Chris thinks it's over for me now. Yep. That might Someday be. Linda's going to find out about Bill's Vulcan love slave holodeck. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Jolene Blaylock all the way, baby. <laughs> to Paul. All right. Okay. Well, um, I think on that note, uh, leave us a comment. Let us know if you take the red pill or the blue pill. We'd like to know what uh, what you guys are thinking. And uh, let us know, you know, your mindset there. Are you taking the red pill, blue pill, not knowing what you're going into or knowing what you're going into? Would that change your calculation? So, also, um, did you like the movie? And did you like yeah. the movie? All right. Let it smell. Sounds good. Thanks for tuning in again. Galacticdriftwood.space is our website. And uh, new episodes come out weekly, usually on Wednesdays. And uh, check out check out our pot partner podcasts. <laughs> what our what now, Bill? Our partner <laughs> podcast. Uh, I'm trying to do like worse. a little southern accent so it almost is in. Uh, there's some questionable partner podcast podcast, um on synergynation.net synation.net so on that note we will see you next week uh have a great new year take care bye-bye peace thanks for listening to this episode of the galactic driftwood podcast for more information and past episodes please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well.